Hey yo, it's birthday and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 367 of the Captain Mo Show. This is your captain speaking along with El Jefe. Um, we're two weeks hey, away. Hey yo. We're two Thank weeks you. away from Promo Mania. Uh, one week away from our seventh anniversary. A lot of exciting things are happening, but it's also been a sad week. Um, of course, the wrestling world is in mourning for the legend that is Scott Hall. It was a oh, devastating yeah. Monday. Um, true pioneer and needle mover, the, the original needle mover. Um, mm-hmm. Scott, in my opinion, kicked off the Monday Night War the moment he appeared on Nitro. A lot oh, yeah, of the bad guy. Bad guy. Is you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I was like, yeah, I don't, but I I do because it's actually like uh, 2018, 19, and you know, but but hey. That, that first promo was just so cocky. But it's great. It was so great because it yeah. was, you know, this is literally like, hey, wrestling fans, what's up, bro? And it's like, like, you, you didn't know how to act. You know what I mean? You didn't know how to act in the crowd. You didn't know how to act at home. The announcers sold it perfectly. The other wrestlers sold it perfectly. It was a literal absolute shock to the wrestling world. Holy crap. There's an invasion happening within itself. Yeah, the the for, the forbidden door before it was cool. Exactly. The the bad guy made it cool. The bad guy made uh, it cool. I think Kevin Nash sounded up perfectly in the, the the tribute video. You can't teach cool. Scott was just cool. Facts. <laughs> if there was ever just a cool dude. Oh, um, man. It, it it hurts. It, it it's a it was a rough one. I even said it on TikTok. I gave a farewell. Literally, like it's one of our highest rated view, uh, viewed videos like almost like 3000 it but the response it, you know what i mean i don't care about the views it's the response it's the 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 comment section all that stuff that is what intrigued me the most you know what i mean you, i had people in there talking about like i remember him in the awa you know i remember his early wcw run you know i remember this i remember that and i'm just like Wow, you know what I mean? Like the, the the you know, he really did have an impact. It's more than just the WCW thing. It's more than just I was Razor Ramon. This, you know what I mean? There's people out there that are literally would, would literally fight me right now if I said he wouldn't. You know, he if I would be like he would never be world champ. There's a dude outside right now right to kick my ass. I'll tell you different. But I mean, that's because that's how strongly people felt about him. He was a good worker. He wasn't like the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he was a solid worker. He could do what he needed to do. And a guy at his freaking size. I oh, mean, yeah. he was what, a legit 6'8", six, 6'7"? Six, yeah, he, he he obviously looked a lot taller when he was younger. But big yeah, guy. he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Just, but it's it's sad. It's still sad. Yeah, we've got uh, like three days by, but still. Yeah, and literally all day Monday, um, it was just like, like people were preempting it because yeah. Nash um, informed everybody of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the yeah yeah the official confirmation came from WWE, right at the top of Raw. I think, yeah, pretty much. That was pretty much it. I mean, I think there was a Twitter posting, but I'm not a million on that one. But I do remember them being, like, constant updates 
Um, I remember hearing it on Observer Radio and immediately started jumping all over Twitter to figure out what was going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's it's official. He's actually on life support. They're just waiting to bring family in. And once they are, you know, they're going to unfortunately pull the plug. And the guy, you know, we were hoping for a miracle. We were all praying for a miracle. And uh, unfortunately, that miracle didn't come. But the guy had heart, had heart issues before. So Yeah, well, he's had many issues before. Many. Um, Living a rough life, that guy. Oh, yeah. But, man, he, he battled through them. That he did. He battled through the demons. And I obviously his presence is going to be felt. Still, I mean, he, there's so many people that we don't realize um, that in, he inspired. Like so many of today's wrestlers looked like were literally inspired by him. Um, Britt Baker, of course, last night with the, with the attire. Oh yeah, the, the um, Razor Ramon drip. That's one of one of many, that. one of many Razor Ramon attire tributes that I've seen over the past few years. Oh yeah, she she was a big Razor fan, big Razor fan. Like I said, Razor had a real impact, whether people want to believe it or not. He had an impact on the women. He had an impact on the men. He had an impact. It, it he impacted seems, some kind of women in some other kind of ways. It oh, seems right. more so on the women. Well, how can you not like the bad guy? <laughs> I mean, the ladies love it. He's. I mean, he was. He. He. What did he say? He said, "I ooze machismo." Like he. Yeah. He was a. He was a big, built dude. Like, you know what I mean? He had that sweet, sweet mullet in the AWA. That thing was savage. That thing was beautiful. It was curly. It flowed lovely. Wait, with his freaking like chest hair. Like I miss the eighties, bro. <laughs> Where like the fucking hair and the chest like flow together because they're just so like shiny and curly for no yeah. damn reason. And clearly there was a big uh, Scarface influence on his bad guy Huge. persona. Uh, the girls they go crazy. Other, but, but but he made it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. He took a thing that was you know meant to be a drug lord and somehow brought up to professional wrestling and it wasn't that big big of a deal yeah and let's not ever forget was it opa he walked into wearing 15 gold chains and fuchsia pants and left that place untouched yes <laughs> it was like 15 <laughs> he has the 15 chains <laughs> even they didn't jealous. fuck with razor no <laughs> razor was cool man um, that was obviously going to be our top story this week. So uh, let's get to some old stories and we visit this week in wrestling history. Uh, there's a lot of history this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so, March 11th, 1993, Sting won the WCW World Championship for the second time, defeating Big Van Vader at a house show in London. Uh, however, he only held it for six days before Vader what? won it back at another house show in Dublin. Son of a bitch. Two title changes in the UK and Ireland within a week. Ireland. The Ireland. Uh, well, yeah, happy St. Paddy's Day, by the way, people. Yeah, that's yes, right. Oh, shit. I better put that. Um, do you know what? I completely forgot. I didn't realize until I <laughs> turned on Dynamite and they're all St. Patrick's Day. Right? I did it, that. Actually, I watched the entire show and I was like, huh. 
didn't even blow my mind until like the, like, oh, the last part. I was like, oh, it is the thing. <laughs> um, March 11th, 2007 at Destination X. Uh, and this card. In a ghetto brawl. Ghetto uh, James Storm and Jackie Moore defeated Petey Williams and Gail Kim in a double bull rope match. Chris Sabin defended the X Division title against Jerry Lynn in a two out of three falls match. Wow. Uh, Rhino defeated AJ Styles in an Elevation X match. I don't know if many people remember that. That was when they had a giant metal X over the ring. Oh, I was about to and say, I was like, much is that the on top of the... it. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I think the object was to throw your opponent off it. I can't remember, but I know they fought on top of the X. That sounds it was like it. It was like TNA's scaffold match. Um, Kurt Angle... Because everybody Scott needs Steiner. a scaffold. <laughs> Motherfuckers love scaffold matches. Uh, Sting it's... defeated Abyss in a last rights match. Okay. And Christian Cage defended the NWA world title against Samoa Joe. That's ah, quintessential Samoa TNA. Joe. That pay-per-view right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Destination X is going to pop up quite a bit in this bit of history this week. Um, also on March 11th in 2018, Randy Orton became a Grand Slam champion, defeating Bobby Roode for the U.S. Championship at Fastlane. I have no memory of Randy Orton as U.S. champion. I'm really <laughs> thinking right now, like, the brain is a stirring. Like, I remember him as world champion, thing? tag champion, IC champion. I was about to say, IC champ? Never remember him as U.S. champ. Nope. What but yeah, fuck? Randy Orton's a Grand Slam champion. Um, <clears throat> it's a shame they're unifying it because if he was to win the Universal title, he would be the only person in the current Grand Slam format to win every single available title. Why do I feel like somebody in the back knows that and they're making sure that that doesn't happen? <laughs> that just sounds like an E thing to do. Right, I think there's like two or three others. But, uh, yeah, probably. John's probably one of them. Yeah, he just needs the IC. He's has he won? No, he hasn't won the Universal title, has he? I don't think he, he's won a WWE no. title, obviously. He hasn't won an IC title. Nope, that's like not the even one in his prestigious title. John Cena's never won. Oh shit! I swore I thought he won it when he was still uh, like ruthless aggression Cena. Nah, just before the US. he made the change. But no, okay. I'm gonna... Um, I think people would have. Shit would have hit the fan if he'd have turned the IC title into a spinner. No. <laughs> you know, how the fuck would you have done that? Have, like, the globe spin, you know? That would have been fucking <laughs> yeah. cool. That I mean, the US spinner cool. was actually pretty cool. It was way better than the, than the fucking E. That one was just right. hot garb. That one looked uh, like it was meant to be a chain, and they're like, let's put it on the belt. I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> it was so blingy. It was um, so 2000. It, it, it worked for Cena. It should have just been his custom title, but now nah, they kept it. But they had okay. Well, let's see here. Let's keep it funky. You you were feuding with Edge, and Edge is a dick. Okay, <laughs> and he was a total dick back then. You had to have him fucking copy your belt. You had to have it done. And the Miz is uh, another total McDoucher. But you like no, Triple H and Randy it. Orton held it too. No, see, no, that was. Nah. Um, they don't like fucking buying belts, but 
Whatever. It was very ironic when Punk had it because obviously he's like the anti um, sports entertainer, and that was such a sports entertainment he, belt. Right? I was about to say, he's fucking <laughs> Mr. Punk Rock Show, and he's got this blingy title. Like, the fuck am I going to do with this thing? He so should have brought back the undisputed title for his reign. That would have been sick. That would have been absolutely sick. That's one of my, that's literally my, uh, my favorite belt of all time, and everybody gives me shit. Like, how come you don't love? I, like, no. I never said I didn't love the Wing Eagle. Never said I didn't love the big gold belt. I just something about that undisputed title for me hit different. Maybe yeah, it was, was because of design. Eddie or whatever, but it just hit different. It just popped. Yes, it it was it was vintage and it was new at the same time. It was so cool. Fucking nail on the head, buddy. Um. March 12th, 1993. Uh, this one took me by surprise. Jimmy Snooker won the vacant ECW TV title when he defeated Glenn Osborne, the previous champion, in a tournament final, which was broadcast over a month later. Jimmy Snooker was ECW TV champion. Hold on. Hold the f- <laughs> You're talking 1993, partner. Right, yeah. I need you to understand. I think it was 95, 96 when the takeover happened. That was still Eastern Championship Wrestling. Right, yeah. So, I was, because I was going to, like, when you said 93 and said ECW, I just was like, nope, that is not the ECW you were referring to. (laughs) That is, like, I think Terry Funk was there, like, as world champ, and it was, like, a regular-ass promotion then, and then all of a sudden, he was still world champ, and here comes his hardcore element, and we're like, what the fuck? (laughs) People are dying. Well, it's Terry Funk does. Okay, cool. Oh, Terry Funk. Um, Imagine that guy. Yeah. Uh, he, he actually, Dark Side of the Ring was on after Dynamite last night. And I caught a little bit of it. Snooker <sighs> was on it. You know what? I really gotta fucking rewatch those things, man. They're so they're so good. I I was getting into it, but I have to go to bed. It was the one about um uh, the Japanese promotion. Oh, that, war. No, the other one, the one that was obviously trying to compete with All Japan and New Japan. Are you talking about the the death match one? Yeah, yeah, I believe that was. I believe that was war. Was it either war or? Uh, because that's fucking. Uh, no, whose promotion is that? That's not war. Um, Domino's promotion. No, no, it wasn't that one. Um, damn, oh, what crap. the fuck was it called? Now you got me stupidly intrigued. We're like, I'm over here messing around. Oh, Nita's no. FMW. There you go. Um, that that was the one with the exploding ring with Terry mm-hmm. Funk. Crazy um, and when you watch that, you realize obviously Eddie Kingston was trying to pay tribute to that because at the in in that match, Terry Funk was in the ring. The ring was about to explode, and Onita had already won, left the ring, and just jumped back in and dived on top of him. Mm-hmm. It's a great moment. But then again, if you've seen that fucking match, you swore to God that fucking <laughs> ring was blown up, man. They were not playing in Japan. No, that that was what the whole episode was about. FMW would just... Even Mick Foley was on it, and Mick Foley said it was insane. <laughs> I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to say, when Mick Foley tells you some shit is insane, there's a problem. <clears throat> um, guy also, missing an ear, by the way. Yeah, among other things. <laughs> I have his mind. A few teeth, a couple of bits of skin. Um, 
March 12, 2004. I Bet you half of you people didn't know this tag team existed. I guarantee you, Moses did. Uh, American Dragon and Curryman, aka Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels, oh, defeated Gato and Jado for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles at Hyper Battle. Should have been called like Dragon Curry or something, but then there'd have to be like <laughs> a fucking dish that went with it. But I mean, like, what a fucking great goddamn team, dude. I mean, I don't give a shit. Like, I used to, like, hate the fuck out of Curry Man. And then I realized it was CD. And I'm like, oh, I got it. Why the fuck did I hate Curry Man? Because <laughs> he's an annoying character, but it's what professional wrestling is. I was one of those guys. I used to actually, like, never understand the comedy aspect. And I hate to be that guy to point the finger, but I blame that shit on the E. Because they make it look dumb. They make you feel dumb for liking that. But the reality is, is... That's some of the better stuff out there because you're so fucking invested and entertained. And and fucking Curry Man. <laughs> Curry Man's hilarious. <laughs> He's hot. He's, He's spicy. Hot. He's spicy. He tastes great. Um, on the same day, Christopher Daniels is also going to pop up in history quite a lot this week, too. Uh, on the same day, two years later, Christopher Daniels won the X Division title, defeating Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in an Ultimate X match. This wasn't the... The five-star rated classic, that Unbreakable. I think this was the rematch. But, yeah, Daniels won the X title. Um, Daniels, multiple-time X champ, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to pop up quite a bit as we go on. <laughs> See, uh, easy, man. March 12, 2016, the first ever WWE roadblock. Um, and like, like many people, I was actually pretty convinced Dean Ambrose was going to beat Triple H. For the WWE title. They, they really made you believe it in the match. but They really did. Uh, alas, Triple H went on to face Roman Reigns, of course, in the main event that nobody wanted after an eight-hour WrestleMania. Uh, also on Roadblock, um, Brock Lesnar squashed Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper in four minutes. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the less said about Roadblock, the better, or Cockblock, as we call it. I was about to say, it was such a bad, and we were like, are they really going to, we really thought, because we were all behind, like, they were really putting on a pay-per-view just to give Dean the fucking belt. This ought to be cool. Okay, cool, you're going to change the da-da-da-da. And, nope. And it was like, this is, there was, I, I don't want to say that was the start, but there were some significant times over the last, I want to say, like, four or five years where, like, WWE would just take a jab, and it was like, dude, that, you're literally, like, you just punched away 400,000 fans. You just punched away, you know, half a million fans. And it's like, well, oh, that's because they're fickle. No, that's because they've literally been fucking dealing with being treated like stupid people. Okay, cool, we're about to give you what you want. No, thanks. You know, we don't like that. We're going to change the direction. We get treated like assholes. We're not given what we wanted. I understand it's a company. They're going to do what they want. But if you want us to continue to watch, you need to please us. So, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand. And I mean, yeah, you could do your thing, but you also need to listen to your crowd. Yeah, and don't actually say you're listening to the crowd when you don't. Oh, we pay attention to our fans. No, you don't, Vince. We're going to listen to you. Are you? Because uh, I've been in no board meetings. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I've been on no only, Zoom calls. Only people you listen to is uh, is Kevin and Bruce. And who and whoever prints the money. <laughs> oh, and John. Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace. 
Vapor power. I'm gonna it's tell a, you. It's that a we're gonna, thing. We're gonna catch you, buddy. I'm, this isn't a personal thing. <laughs> I was um, on total pillows a lot. <laughs> March thirteenth, two thousand five. I told you Daniels was gonna pop up again. Uh, Christopher Daniels again won the Activision title. This was for the first time. <clears throat> Uh, this was also in an Ultimate X match. He he just dominated Destination X back in the day. Daniels defeated AJ Styles, Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth, and his former teammate, Elix Skipper. Um, I think this was around the time I discovered TNA, and I remember Daniels was the X Division champion at the time. And it was my introduction to him, and he instantly just drew me in with his Fallen Angel gimmick. I'm about to say, he, he, he is a guy that would immediately bring anybody in. His gimmick yeah. is like, it makes you question things like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is your gimmick? I don't understand it. And then you watch him wrestle and you're like, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think mid-2000s was like Daniel's prime. He was a great heel. He was, yeah, he really was. Like, I didn't catch a lot of his TNA run, but when you catch highlights of it, and it is, that's what I always tell everybody. Like, a lot of these times, like, when I watch, like, NXT, I watch highlights. And if it's so, like, in drawing on the highlight, I got to go back and watch it. I've done that right now with that's why I really think I'm just going to just start watching TNA on a regular. Maybe I don't know something or well, besides the regular current day, I mean, like retro TNA. I mean, hell, they have a whole fucking dedicated channel for crying out loud on some of these fucking smart TVs for all impact wrestling and shit. But it was he was I don't want to say he was different. He was just that that fucking luchador style with a gimmick that wasn't I'm from not here. I think, you know, that, 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 that does, that, does that make sense? He yeah. was the white guy luchador without being the white guy luchador. <laughs> he was curry man. He was curry man. <laughs> um, March 13th, 2021, last year, Rich Swan technically became the final TNA World Heavyweight Champion when he defeated Moose at Sacrifice to unify with the Impact World title. Some would say they're the same title um, as the TNA as, you know, the old belt, but um, the TNA world title became the Impact title in 2017, but then Moose reintroduced the old belt and Impact officially recognized it as a separate championship. So, officially, mm -hmm. only he and Rich Swan were the only two champions of the TNA world title version two. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, man. March 14th, 1999, at Uncensored. Ric Flair defeated Hollywood Hogan in, uh, for the WCW World title in a... Now, listen carefully, people. First blood. That's the most important part. Barbed wire steel cage. By pinfall. <laughs> so, the referee I think I remember the match, promo. The referee was Charles Robinson, a.k.a. Baby Flair. Uh, um, Robinson refused to stop the match when Ric Flair bled. He also he then fast counted for Flair. Yep. So there was some was big shenanigans in this match. <laughs> but then again, so there, there was like half a fucking WCW 1999 shenanigans left and right, especially involving the anybody in the NWO. But it, it's yeah. hilarious because like I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm really trying to like I think I remember like a good majority of like the promo where he's all like talking about oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Because this is the what that was the promo where he's like, "Hogan, you're gonna wrestle my ass." That was the promo. <laughs> yep, in a steel cage. 
I'm gonna gouge your eyes. He's like, I'm gonna choke you. Yep, the whole thing. I can remember though. I can. Oh my god, it's all coming back. It's awesome. Fucking Rick, even for Flair. When Ric Flair would cut fucking dumb promos, and you know they're fucking stupid. Like when you're laughing, but they're they make they're so impactful, but they're you're still laughing. Like, dude, do you know you know make a lot of sense, but it's fucking hilarious. I fucking love Ric Flair. Okay, love Ric Flair. He's the fucking man. Literally. Don't <clears throat> don't don't tell him that. Yeah. Don't tell him he's the man. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna fucking sue Becky Lynch right now. It's not what I meant. Um, just go, go drink your beer and sit down. Yeah, ch- ch- chill out. We go from chill. that to March fourteenth, two thousand four, WrestleMania twenty, uh, the third and last WrestleMania to take place in its original home of Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, we had John Cena defeat the Big Show for the U.S. title. Christian versus Jericho. Uh, the reunion of the Rock and Sock Connection as they battled Batista, Ric Flair, and Randy Orton. The infamous first Snorefest encounter between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, which was refereed by Stone Cold. Don't Hot watch garb. it. Don't. Um, Hot they garb. Were, they, it was both of their last nights in the company, and neither of them gave a shit. Not a, not <laughs> a single shit. Um, Eddie Guerrero defended the WWE title against Kurt Angle. Undertaker returned as the dead man to face Kane. And, of course, the main event saw Chris Benoit defeat Triple H and Shawn Michaels for the world title. The show ended with one of the most emotional, if not the most emotional, closers in WrestleMania history as uh, Benoit and Guerrero celebrated in the ring both as world champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a frozen moment in time. Say it lives in infamy in my mind, and others. Fucking... I'm not gonna get into it, but whatever. No. To some people, you can't say the Benoit name. To me, it you can. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. It's one of the. He was an impactful man in this business, whether people want to fucking believe that shit or not. He was impactful. He was a part of the radicals that went to the WWF, helped curve their fucking style. Whether you want to believe that shit or not. They helped curve the fucking style because if it wasn't for the radicals, Jericho wouldn't be there. Mysterio wouldn't have been there. You know, fucking who was some of the other like Billy Kidman wouldn't have made a run. And I mean, there are some serious dudes that would not have Ultimo Dragon wouldn't have fucking stepped foot in the in the WWF had it not been for a guy like Dean Malenko. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he was a part of that and he helped curve them. He was an impactful dude. What happened outside sucks. Can he ever be forgiven? Probably not, whatever. But it's not about that. It's about what he did in that squared circle, as they like to call it. Yeah, and either way, that ending to WrestleMania 20 was a fucking beautiful moment. Why are you crying so loud? Um, March 15th, 2016, on a very rare live episode of Impact. Uh, after a triple threat TNA world title match against EC3 and Jeff Hardy ended in a no contest, Matt Hardy lost the world title in an impromptu second world title defense when Drew Galloway, as uh, most people have come to know again, once again as Drew McIntyre, cashed in his Feast of Fire briefcase to pin Matt in 23 seconds with a Claymore and a Future Shack DDT. Well, that's not surprising, <laughs> but I love it. It's crazy. Like back then, I thought, man, Drew, Drew Galloway has beefed up a little bit, but 
Drew, Drew McIntyre now makes Drew Galloway then look so fucking small. I was gonna say if like let, if you go through the real timeline when this guy was the uh, the the chosen one or whatever the fucking dumb gimmick he was supposed to be and ended up in three MB, he was always a big fucking tall dude. He was always a big tall dude. He he hits the indie scene. I see nothing of him for a while. All of a sudden, I think I I think it was um I think I see him in ICW. Yeah, and I'm like, you're fucking jacked, pal. What in the fuck is going on? He gets bigger when he goes to Impact. Okay, how the hell does this happen? And he's been back in the E now for, I want to say, a couple of years? Yeah, I think 2018. And he's, and he's, he's only gotten bigger. He's, he's like a Pokemon. He just keeps evolving. He just keeps getting bigger and bigger. He's going to like walk up to Brock <laughs> one day and be like, what's up, bro? And Brock's going to be like, you know what? I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my farm. I'm going to go hang out and fucking just chill. And buy he says he's got like 500 acres. Yeah. What the fuck? Can, like, he's, he just goes and hunts and fucking hangs. 500 acres. Jesus. <laughs> um, finally, last bit of history. Um, on this day in 2002, it was WrestleMania 18. Mm-hmm. Um, another solid card. Uh, Rob Van Dam, William Regal for the IC title. Um, DDP won the European title from Christian. Oh no, he was defended the European title against Christian. Um, the hardcore title. The hardcore title was defended all fucking night. I don't miss that belt. Kurt <laughs> <laughs> um, Angle defeated Kane. Undertaker. I believe this was his tenth WrestleMania win against Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge Booker right. T. Man, Scott Hall's final WrestleMania um, match appearance against Stone Cold. Yeah. The stunner that went to the moon. Like, <laughs> his sell, like, as much as people love uh, the, the way The Rock would sell the stunner, that two or three times he ever sold the stunner, where he literally just bends over and fucking like a spring <laughs> and just jumps backwards. It's the greatest. It's the fucking greatest. Uh, um,. Should have been the main events, The Rock and Hollywood Hogan. And honestly, I still don't think any WrestleMania matches come quite as close as making headlines as The Rock and Hogan. No, that one was so, I don't want to say overly built because in my mind it wasn't overly, but it was really fucking good. It was, it was built per, almost perfectly. It was, it was it was an it was an iconic setup for an iconic match, and it should have absolutely fucking mained. But it, it what was the main? Uh, Triple H defeating Jericho for the undisputed title. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's a fucking title match, as long as you didn't tell me it was goddamn Vince McMahon, then I'm not, I'm I'm not mad. Yeah. I was like, I don't. Re- I was like, really trying to remember. But every time I think of, and I hate that I do this, when I think of WrestleMania's pre. 20 the first like three to come to my mind is always 13 14 and 10 and i remember 17 because i think we reviewed it on retro and then like 18 is always a blank and i think nine and then 19 is always a blank so i'm like what the fuck but then you're (laughs) you're telling me of goddamn like rob van damme and i'm like dude yep that was like fucking prime time dude 
Yeah. Um, I always think of 15 because it was my first WrestleMania. But 17, still the GOAT. Um, the best ever. Also on 18, we had Jazz uh, defending the women's title against Lita and Trish. Oh, okay. All right. It was, it was okay. a pretty solid show. I remember all that. Uh, so finally, birthdays this week. Kenta Yay. turned 41. Yeah. Uh, Reggie turned 29. Matt Jackson turned 37. Santino Marella turned 48. Uh, Beulah McGillicuddy turned 53. My favorite call of all time is ECW One Night Stand when Francine walks down and Joey Styles just went, Beulah hates that bitch. <laughs> Joey's so <laughs> underrated. <laughs> Um, it was MJF's birthday this week too. He turned twenty six. Iron Shiki turned eighty this Sheiky, week. Baby. Damn, big eight zero for Shiki. Um, Jordan Devlin turned thirty two. Kenny Dykstra turned thirty six. Um, Henry Godwin, his birthday this week too. He That's turned right, fifty eight. Um, Brody King turned thirty five. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, his birthday today too is 39 and Samoa Joe is 43 today oh, the math was terrible I was like these guys they would love me today I thought I thought Thatcher was 37 and I thought uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe was 41 Samoa Joe is calling me right now hey bro I like your math a lot better than Scott Steiner's yeah it's also Billy, Billy Corgan's birthday today you about say to say Billy, Billy Corgan <laughs> Billy Corgan gotta talk about Smashing Pumpkins man 55 uh, Shotzi's 31 today how the hell did I miss Shotzi? I mean, it, she, she, man, going to the main right. roster killed her. That's true. It really, it really did, whether you want to believe it or not. She went from having like a fucking fireball momentum up her ass to you could give a shit. I mean, I'm at the point where it's like you might as well fucking move Dakota up. Maybe that'll actually do something for her. Yeah, like but, every week I keep seeing like photos of SmackDown and then be like, oh yeah, Shotzi's on SmackDown. I forgot. <laughs> Trust me, I, I I forget about who half of the fucking people are on other rosters. <laughs> I forgot where Ricochet was forever. Yeah, until he won the title, I was like, oh right, you're on rock. Okay, I forgot he was even active. Right, I was like, oh fuck, they didn't fire you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pick up your phone. Like, sorry, I hate to break <laughs> it to you. But... Um, all right, that is this week's history and birthdays. Now let's find out what shit marks have been saying. It is. Shit, Mark, say. Bastards. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Uh, first up, we have Okazawi's mugshot. <laughs> Literally look like the guy's going to jail. Um, <laughs> so, I... I can't remember who this was specifically about, but somebody posted something about AEW, and he said, such a wasted talent. Oh, it was Joey Janela. Obviously, he's leaving AEW. Um, and the guy says, such a wasted talent. AEW don't know how to use their talents. Right, so they've completely wasted, like, MJF, Jungle Boy, Britt Baker, um, that weird kid that hangs around with Sting. Um <laughs> Yeah, none of them have done a damn thing. Adam nope. Page. Nope. <laughs> These scumbags, right? A bunch of scumbags. These guys, 
See, that's the fucking problem. See, well, here's the gimmick, though. I mean, I mean, there's going to be hardcore fans of people that's going to happen, and they're going to have their reaction. And that's fine. They can have their reaction. But what this guy doesn't talk about is how fucking Joey Janela has heat, so much goddamn heat in that backstage locker room for being an unsafe worker. He is a dude that fucking busted somebody's orbital socket on a fuck, I believe, on a dark match. So it's like. If, if you're willing to go out there and stiff a dude on a dark match, like what the fuck are you going to do on television? He's been known to hurt people before, and he's already given that whole, uh, well, you know, I guess it's better if I leave shit. And it's like, well, at this point, yeah. But, I mean, it's also not, did they do, not do anything with him? No. I mean, he was one of the fir- fucking first storylines there was with him and Penelope Ford. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a big thing for a while. And then they did, did they fall off? Yeah. That's what happens. You push a guy. If he doesn't hit, he go. I'm sorry, you go to the back burner. It it happens in the E too. It sucks. But this is how you find out who's going to get over, who's going to be your big star. If they kept pushing Joey Janela, Joey Janela, Joey Janela, Joey Janela, instead of like Sammy Guevara, you know, where would Sammy be right now? Would he just would he be a Fuego del Sol? You know, would he be, you know, like a Danny Garcia? He's a great young up-and-comer, but we still have to build him after two years. Sometimes it just doesn't work for dudes, and if it if you understand the business, you get it. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Joey Janelle. I'm not the biggest fan. But this dude also owns his own promotion. I think he's going to be fine. You know, he yeah. was probably, if you really want to be a dick, he was probably kept on because of the pandemic. I don't want motherfuckers to lose money because TK is a, is a kindful person. Yeah. Uh, next up, the guy Disney forgot to draw. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> um, so somebody tweeted um, that he told his friend at work that Jeff had just joined Matt in AEW. And this friend had not watched wrestling in five years. And he did a double take. And then he caught up on Dynamite and everything and um, Revolution. Mm-hmm. So the guy Disney forgot to draw replied, if he hasn't watched wrestling in five years, how did he know what AEW was? Because he's literally just told him that Jeff's in AEW. That's- <laughs> and it's called, <laughs> type in A, E. Oh, hey, there's a thing. Like, are you, it, this is the thing that kills me. You tell somebody, hey, this happened on this thing. They go look up this thing, yeah. and they're like, well, he doesn't know. <laughs> I told him what to fucking look up, Hammer. Like, are you? <laughs> I get it, bro. You... Like Jeff Hardy, it'll say Jeff Hardy is signed with All Elite Wrestling. I get it. Like, you're awfully thick in the head, but geez, bro. Does, does not take rocket science. Does not. Yeah, you do not need to be a rocket surgeon. <laughs> oh man finally we have a great conversation between chris bro dylan bro jim bro and not bro <laughs> bro bro <laughs> you'll understand why so uh chris bro says bro impact was literally built on the back of indie wrestlers not bro says aj styles wasn't performing in high school gyms he was performing on wcw nitro Dylan Bro says, Bro, I saw AJ Styles in a high school gym. Are you kidding me? Not Bro says, G- 
good for you, but he got his start on WCW Nitro. Maybe y'all don't know him as y'all think you do. Finally, Jim Bro. Um, his message just disappeared a little bit. I can't even see it. But he basically said, um, wait a minute, actually, it's on here. Let me take a look. There okay. we go. Cut off my transcript, why don't you? You sons of bitches. Uh, Jim Bro replied, no, he got his start in NWA Wildside, which was a southern indie where he worked tiny venues. Not a bad thing, bro. bro so there was bro. a lot of bros in that conversation, considering they were all arguing with each other. I wonder if they're all Vince Russo fans. <laughs> like, look at here, bro. I seen him in a high school gym, bro. I know it was a high school gym, bro, because I seen two people skipping class, bro. And I was like, yo, bro, you need to get back to class, bro. <laughs> Uh, so m- maybe they can all get together and form like the bro squad. Mm, the bro squad. I like that. That's hilarious. I want to see them all talking shop at a barbecue. Like, listen, bro. <laughs> when I the watched wrestling the other so week, bro. Off. Yeah, but that wrestler wasn't on this show, bro. No, but he was in this show, bro. Yeah, um, bro. The, the bro off. This. Bro. This is why they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Some bitches. Probably the most successful night any one person has ever had on Max Wrestling. He ended the show with the television, knowledge, and the world championships. And in the very last moments, I ruined his night. I must apologize. For not doing it sooner. I've been dropping hints for six months, if not longer. And Phoenix, keep your eyes open. I haven't forgot about you either. And as for you, Phoenix, I told you I haven't forgotten about you. Our paths will cross again soon, when you least expect it. I have plenty of unfinished business. The machine will have his night. And you never, 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 never saw it coming. You took my world title. A title that was created for me by burning the shape alive at Promomania last year. It seems that some people never learn. The captain finally wants his title in a rematch of last year. You honestly think I didn't notice the spoilers? The seeds have been planted all year like infinity stones spread across the whole galaxy and you missed every single one i didn't miss a damn thing now mania season is upon us once again and this is that time of year where everyone starts pointing at the mania sign but me i'm gonna point at my championship and say come and get it so now here we are back where it all started on the road to promo mania we've come full circle one year on except this time you're not facing the shape there's not going to be any smoke and mirrors or magic tricks. You're facing a human being, skin and bone. 
Last year you took the fight to the shape domain, this year I'm bringing you the fight in the real world, where all that matters is who's the toughest son of a... I need to issue an apology myself for not finishing the job last year. I didn't need the demon to burn the shape last year. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to need it to defeat the captain. Promomania 7 for the Match Wrestling World Championship. It's the Phoenix versus the captain in a cinematic sequel. And one thing you got to remember about sequels, the body count is always bigger. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe or follow. We are everywhere you can find podcasts. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Podbay, baby. That's right. Hit that fucking red button right now. Do it. Don't even think about it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, we, like I said, we are two weeks away from Promo Mania. Um, Promo Mania 7 is, of course, the biggest max wrestling event of the year. Last week, I announced um, a few more guests that we're going to have on the show. We have um, in the Iron Bank, Daniel Crimmins, Cypher, Moses, and Travis. One of them will uh, receive a briefcase, which enables them to cash in on any champion within 12 months. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Cypher was in last week. My, um, last year's Iron Bank, Daniel Crimmins almost took the Norris title from Phoenix last year, so there's some stiff competition. That's the problem with all this, is once you start putting these things on the line, the, the real competitors come out. Yeah, uh, the Iron Bank challenge comes your way on the pre-launch show two days before Promomania. Do not miss it. And on to the main show. Um, last week, we also announced that Beer will be returning for the many ring of games which will give the winner a future shot at the television champion his opponents are also moses travis and of course the lawyer chad malcolm Goddamn lawyer. um i say many ring of games it's going to be like five rounds instead of the usual nine or ten that we do because there's a lot of stuff to get into this show oh yeah uh, the television champion is of course the phoenix um, so he doesn't have to defend the TV title at Promomania. He's uh, getting a little bit of a rest on that one. But he will be defending the Knowledge Championship. And I said last week I was going to announce his opponent. His opponent at Promomania for the Knowledge Championship is none other than the original Knowledge Champion, Kenny Killer, making his return after 18 months. Everybody's fucked. Everybody's fucked. You're fucked. I'm fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> We're all fucked. I don't, I'm not sure, but I don't think Kenny and Phoenix have ever gone one-on-one. -on -one. They've had, like, triple threat matches and, you know, multiple-person matches, but... That's crazy, considering the fact that both these dudes were the guys that started this whole thing. Yeah, absolutely, and I think next week, Phoenix is going to overtake Kenny as the third longest reigning champion. So, it's getting personal. It really is. You're coming after records now. <laughs> um, Now... Onto promos. Moses has an open challenge. We want to know who's going to answer it. The, uh, the promo exhibition is coming at Promomania 7. Who is going to step up to El Jefe? 
right now I, I i warn anybody who's stepping up i was walking around the gym yesterday getting myself ready getting myself in shape who did i run into goddamn sal bandini <laughs> everybody's fucked up everybody's fucked up sal bandini's over there yelling at me for making tiktoks <laughs> oh. it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i really hope people get that reference if you don't, you just look that fucking name. Just look up. It, it, it won't. You know what? It won't come up as nothing. It won't come up as nothing. Just start rewatching all these shows. You'll get it. Yeah. Crush my butterfinger, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was going to be another promo exhibition, but now it's become a first time ever contract signing negotiation. Um, it is the lawyer and the walker. Chad Malcolm, Travis Anderson, they're going to negotiate Travis's contract. He is currently stuck. He's attached to the lawyer. Uh, can he break free of his greasy grip? For legal and safety reasons, I will be monitoring this, hoping nobody gets hurt, because we all know how contract signings go. <laughs> hoping nobody goes through a table. Jeez. Um, and of course, your main event for the Mac Wrestling World Championship is a cinematic sequel. It is the Captain versus the Phoenix rematch from last year's cinematic uh, showdown. All I can say is it might get a little bit more violent this year. That time, this we, is we personal, gonna, and it's going to get nasty. We're going to war. Love it. That is your card for Promo Mania 7. It's in two weeks, March 31st, on all podcast platforms. Do not miss it. Go to maxwrestling.net slash Promo Mania 7 for more information. So, what else been going on in wrestling this week? Well, everybody thought Cody Rhodes was going to show up on Raw again. Ah, uh, yes. That whole bit. So, that's still very much a plan, by the way. It is in the books. It is everybody thinks he's coming. It is currently left. He Seth is left with nothing. You know they're gonna they're they're gonna keep building it, building it, building it. The idea is 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 Cody will just debut at Mania, have this match. Question is, are they gonna actually put him over, and then hopefully get a gigantic pop the following Monday? Now, I don't know if they're going to actually put him over. The reason I, I say that, like a douche thing to say, like I know that's probably like, oh, well, you know, he's fucking debuting. Why wouldn't they put him over? You guys remember when Sting showed up? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like this is this is a guy from the competing company. Do we really want to let him beat our homegrown guy? He's really not. But still. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence. Um, maybe I'm just being hopeful that he's not going to show up. And um, that's fine. I, I trust me. I was the same way. I really didn't want him to go to the E, but it looks like you know, money is a big driving factor. And you know, if he's going to be getting paid in the upper echelon, I why the fuck not? You know, go, go do your thing. I'm not mad at it. It is what it is. Does it? Does it impact AEW? Yes and no. It, it I mean, I guess it goes if you want against to, everything he kind of stood for in AEW. 
exactly. That was kind of the thing that kind of was like, well, why there? You know what I mean? You literally, you literally gave Triple H the middle finger by breaking a very similar throne to his. With every time we turned, every time we turned around, you guys were cracking jokes on the E. You still do, but I mean that's what happens when you're in competition. But it's you know it was literally you know he's going all right. Well, maybe he'll take a leave of absence, be a dad, take a year off, come back. But no, he's going to go to the place that he's been bashing for the better part of a year and like two and a half years. So it's weird. Yeah, it's the thing that's in the back of my mind, uh, which also goes probably into wishful thinking. The night before WrestleMania night one, so Friday, uh, is the return of Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Super card of honor. And I'm just like, is, is, is Maybe Cody could just like run Ring of Honor. You see, like I know Cody's in charge, but I mean like kayfabe. No, no, I get what you mean. Like he would be like the GM, or at least be the you know the the face of it. Like I'm the guy that runs Ring of Honor. As yeah. much as like that's a cool idea, I don't hate that idea. It's been so publicly made out right now that TK is running Ring of Honor. Oh, how's he going to handle the two companies? Is he going to fuck it up because he's doing two companies? So I'm like, but again, that, that that's also old school pro wrestling way of throw the scent off. Yeah. So, I mean, it could go either way. I'm stuck on he's going to be there on night two because or on night one because night two is the one that matters. So night one, there you go. Here's your fucking guy. We <laughs> it, it sucks. We We say that night two is the one that matters, but. Last year, night one, shit all over it. It's, this is true. This is 100% true. It's sometimes hard to fucking run two shows, though. Especially when they're fucking, like, five hours long. <laughs> and I'm like, don't get me wrong, dude. Fucking TK does five-hour shows every time we every fucking time we do a pay-per-view. But you're that's literally, like, the worst match you'll get is, like, a three-and-a-halfer. Yeah. And they're given time. And I don't have to sit through fucking dumb video packages. So, like, yeah, my five hours was all wrestling, so I was hella entertained. Am I tired? Yeah, but I'm also kind of drunk. <laughs> and entertained. Entertained. Very. <laughs> I, obviously, they're planning something for Seth Rollins. Um, yeah. And, not, you know, the most likely thing is Cody Rhodes, but, like, it could just be, I don't know, a legend shows up. In the same way as Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, like a, a legendary Texan, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. <laughs> But that was just the dumbest segment, though, on Raw. He's just like, I got an idea. We'll have a match. And I'm like, oh, so you're going to take his idea. You're going to challenge him for a match to take his idea. Yeah, but it's a good idea. And, and fucking Kevin's like, but it's my idea. But I came up with it. And I'm like, you guys are kids. This is like teenager shit. Yeah, I actually watched a little bit of Raw this week. You know, thing could I, I wasn't excited to see Cody show up. I was just like, shit, is he really going to show up? Yeah, the anticipation, the, uh, <laughs> the curiosity, the curiosity, absolutely got the better of a lot of people. Me, um, hey, me included, man. I fuck. It's been like months since I've literally sat down and watched Raw, and I was like, "This is hot garbage." Because like it got to the segment where Rollins was being interviewed, sort of a building up to something, and then obviously he knew he was going to go to the ring, so he went to the ring and it did that segment with Kevin. So I thought, okay, if, if he's going to show up, it's going to be now. And then they announced the matches, the main events. I'm like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. 
Yeah, me too. And then I, of course, I had to be like, uh, so what happened at the end? Nothing happened at the end. Like, uh, but I knew exactly what they were doing. Now they were stringing you along. They were sucking you in, and then they were like, "Oh, but you got to wait another hour." No, I'm not watching uh, the whole show. I know what I you're doing. Wait another week. <laughs> like, fuck you, man. You're not gonna fuck trick you. me like that. Trick me into watching the whole fucking show. Yeah, I'm not watching your crappy show. <laughs> it's not, it's not happening. It. Um, meanwhile, I did notice we have a random tag team of Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Random as it is, it is the greatest thing that the internet has ever seen. Because Mm -hmm. apparently Liv has, like, been, uh, just, like, I don't know. I I fuck, Liv is still over, and people don't fucking want to talk about it. I don't know because she's been buried, I guess, whatever. But she's over, and she and I like it. And I like this team. Is it super impromptu? And like, I mean, I look at them and I, I get this dumb gut feeling like this is their way of trying to appease the fans. Here, yeah. we know how much you really like both of them. Maybe we'll give them the women's tag titles that we don't give a shit about anyway. So here you go. They're champions. Now shut the fuck up. They they clearly just just don't know what to do with Rhea Ripley. No, they do not. Like she has this very unique style and look, and they're just like, what, what do we what do we do with her? Is she a face? Is she a heel? Is she a singles wrestler? Is she a tag team wrestler? Is she? <coughs> I, what in the fuck know. is she? She's an enigma. She's an enigma. I like that. Uh, oh, so, let's get to AEW last night. Um, it opened with a great six-man tag, which saw Jesus. Adam Cole, baby, get the win. Uh, but I think the match also highlighted just what a great fucking unit Red Dragon are. This match was pay-per-view quality. Four and a half, or, or about, I think I gave it a four and a quarter. Just watching this, I was absolutely in love with it. Um, Hangman is... Hangman is... is, is, I love what he's doing right now, but this whole thing revolved around uh, Jurassic Express. And Jungle Boy is the hot guy right now. And he's so hot that they had to pin him, which is fine. I don't care. Um, But it's obviously leading to, like, Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express for the belt. For the belts, but my question is: Is does this does this mean we're going to get a whole lot of chicanery? Since it was Adam Cole that helped, you know, get the win over him, or he was the guy that actually got the win over Jungle Boy. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, J- <laughs> Jr. called out the ref for not enforcing the tag rules, and this has always been one of my biggest gripes about AEW. Like, there's constant double teaming and the illegal partners spend way too much time in the ring than they're officially allowed and the referees don't seem to give a shit like it feels like Metsco. <laughs> i know you got to get your shit in and your spots in but even though it's kayfabe there's still rules that we're meant to have in tag matches and nobody follows them you know but then again they do it in japan but yeah no it's it, i'm like no yeah it needs to be a little bit more on the structured side it is yeah it is a, a little bit too much Let's go out there and do whatever the fuck we want and get over it. And it's like, that's cool. I'm, You know what I mean? If I'm but like at an indie show. It's almost like you of... may as well just make every tag match a tornado. Yeah, there you go. They just, yeah, just call them all tornado tags. I don't give a fuck. 
Literally um, adding a word will will fucking will, would make everything worth its while because you're you're then telling us we get it. Like you, this is, you don't this, need tags. You don't need tags. <laughs> and then and then the great thing about it is because FTR is the only one that uses it. That you know, like this is how you know we're because we're such tag team technicians and follow the rules. This is why we won. I can already see that being like the <laughs> thing because they're going face. Oh fucking TK, bro! Come on, man. I know you listen. Make sure to hold the rope. This is how you're supposed to tag team wrestle. This is how you tag team wrestle. <laughs> That's got to be their gimmick, though. Too bring just a piece of rope to the ring all the time. Yeah, this is our tag rope. They, I think, when they first came to AEW, they did make a big thing about classic tag team rules, and you have mm-hmm. to hold the tag rope. And it, um, yeah, remember they said they it got put in their contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile. Can can Keith Lee and Hobbs just fucking fight already? It's yeah, please. Almost, it's almost like they're just flirting backstage every week, and then in comes Ricky Starks. Every single time I see these guys in a room, I literally hear Big E, Big e in my ear going, Big meaty man slapping meat. <laughs> every time. Big meaty man slapping meat. Um, oh, yeah, Big E, of course, also making headlines this week with his broken neck. Um Really, really hope nothing ch- changes because, as far as I know, it's not going to take any surgery or anything. It's just going to like. Well, what I'm hearing, um, this has not been confirmed, so all this is all rumor and speculations. But uh, what I've heard is like, yeah, he he was. Uh, it was C one and C six are fractured. C one, however, is such a vital part of your spine that if it was dislodged and there was no dislodgement there was no displacement of his his, but if that was maybe dislodged or displaced he could have easily been paralyzed or a lot worse yeah so you know there's that whole thing but i am hearing small small rumblings that there are certain doctors that are already saying he will never wrestle again yeah i heard that too and i i haven't heard any i haven't heard anything else as far as like from big sources from any of these gigantic names, this is all like, you know, random small websites. I don't like to take those things as like for sure. You know what I mean? I'd rather hear it from a name, but putting that out there, you know, it needs to be it needs to be talked about. There's a very much a possibility that this dude is done. A near 300 pounder land on an, landing on his neck is not is no joke. And I've already seen guys go around and and you know and try to um defend Ridge Holland. And, you know, I have no ill will towards Ridge Holland. I don't. I've seen plenty of videos of him go up to dudes and hit this move with stupendous, you know, trajectory and guys landing perfect. But how, you know how many of those videos I've seen of a, of a dude be like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, damn near 300 pounds where he does that? Not a one. And there's a – and as Taz says beautifully, beautifully might I add. It's never been about strength. It's about technique. And by watching this replay as many times as I have, and trust me, it's fucking sickening, as a former amateur wrestler, his hand placement and the way he didn't, like, lower at his hips, that's what fucked him up. He just wrenched him over. He just locked on and said, we're going up, bud. And no, sometimes you need to put your own arch into it. Guys can't roll. So you yeah. need to make sure your technique is on point. Just because you're strong and you can huck a dude who's 200 pounds 
no problem. Doesn't mean it's going to work with a guy that's got 85 on it and probably, you know, it's mostly lower body or actually upper body at this point. That massive man. Yeah, there, there was just like no momentum on the suplex. It was just like deadlift. And it was terrible. It's just, it was, it's, it's, so, I mean, is the guy, be, is Ridge Holland beating himself up? Yeah. Does he deserve a whole lot of extra criticism? Uh, I say chew him out once and then leave it alone. Yeah. He, and I mean, get, get it off your chest and then it's over. Mistakes obviously, happen. Obviously he's chewing himself out. I mean, he went straight <laughs> to the hospital to, to visit Biggie the next day, I think. Um, first well, off, for, I don't understand how fucking Biggie is so goddamn positive. My neck is broke. <laughs> Hey guys, positive. What's happening? Son of a bitch. Um, I need some of that in my life. I don't want to like connect it or anything and say it's a recurring issue, but I mean, Rich did injure himself like almost immediately after his debut. Yep. I think Sometimes it may have been a little too soon to call him up. I said this when he got called up. He was not ready to be called up. He was a guy that was super green. But he could do cool stuff. That's great. That's Hey, you want to know of another guy that I used to see all the time be super green and do cool stuff? Ready for this name? This is going to shock the world. Peter Dune. I used to see this guy all... Yeah, my man, Butch. I used to see this guy all the fucking time in... uh, God damn, that uh, WCCW. the, uh, The YouTube promotion. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. What is it? Defy now or Defiance or whatever the fuck it's Defiance, called. Defiance, yeah. And I used to watch him there and I was like, this guy does a lot of cool moves, but you could see he's still like in the learning process. He's, you know, he doesn't want to do too much because he's still learning. Now I look at him and I'm like, everything you've learned has literally flourished. He's got, he does all of his moveset. Granted, your name sucks, but I don't give a shit about that right now. It's <sighs> just, it's, you know, it, it, it's guys were green, and some guys need time to, you know, to develop. So, and, and Ridge was not the guy to develop. And anybody out there defending the whole, well, it, they changed their names because they, they, they. look, let me put it to you on this and why fucking fans like me and, and this and Daz right here are fucking pissed off over name changes. Okay. Because the guy's been in your company for fucking three fucking years, he got over in your company for three years. As Pete Dunn, he's come out in the fucking Royal Rumble as Pete Dunn. He's like, I. Why would you like, like you act like we haven't seen this guy? Like that's the thing, that's the thing that kills me. You act like we haven't seen him, you know. And I hate to do this, and I hate to fucking write storylines for fucking the E. But here we go. If fucking he showed up, and and fucking like Sheamus put his arm around him, he's like, we fucking had Pete Dunn to the thing. You know, to the to the click or whatever, and just have like Rich Holland be like, I thought his name was Butch. And he's like, Well, what are you talking about? And then like they like talk about a dumb story and they're like, All right, well, fuck it, your name's Butch. Like that would make way more sense than just have this guy debut and he's Butch. And it's like, no, it's not, because that's Pete Dunn. I swear <laughs> to God it is. I've seen it before. <laughs> you know, come up with a dumbass story of why he has this fucking name. Give me a reason for why you're giving him a fucking name change other than well, I have to remake his merch. No, give me a fucking storyline, dumb shit fucking reason. Again, if I'm a guy who's willing to accept stupid comedy wrestling, that according to some people, you know, a guy that's 
extra tiny and likes to put his hands in his pockets, can't be entertaining, then just give me a dumb storyline of why you're changing this guy's fucking name. It's not that goddamn hard. If the Iron Sheik was in development and you fucking brought him up to go against Hulk Hogan, would you make him the fucking Braun Sheik so you can change and make his merch better? No, you'd use the fucking name he got over with before. Did you change Finn Balor's name when he came up in NXT? No. Shinsuke? No. Fucking Samoa Joe? Kevin Owens? I could fucking keep going. There's a shit ton of fucking dudes. Why would you do it? What is the fucking point? You're like, what are you going to do? You're going to make a shirt that says Butch on it? I mean, he's not even Butch. He's a, he's a pretty small guy. Exactly. <laughs> he's the small he, scrapper dude. The worst thing like about, the, the, I think the worst thing for both of us and everybody is about these name changes. It's not just that they're changing a the name that they got over with. It's that they're changing it to something stupid. Yes. Butch. A one-name simplicity Gunther. of bullcrap. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> if you're going to change your name, okay, I guess it makes sense for, for copyright reasons or whatever. You want to own their name, but why are you naming them something stupid? Why a one-worded, dumb name? I mean, here, and, and this is a terrible example. This is a terrible example. Donovan Dijak. Oh, God, yeah. Don, what, what was it? It was uh, Donovan Dijakovic. Yeah. You know what? That ain't bad. That ain't that bad. You know? But you did it before he fucking got there. You did it. Before we got to know him as, I mean, granted, if you were an ICW, if you're an internet fan, you knew Donovan Dijak. But that's yeah. the thing. If, like, th- just because he goes from NXT to the main, it's, it, you're going to give him a dumbass name. What's like, this, this is why we also worry about guys being called up. Cause now I, I already know Braun Breaker's on the way. That's the fucking giant rumor. He obviously looks like he's on the way. He's just going to be Braun. Braun Steiner. They will not give him the Steiner name. <laughs> they will that, not. They may do. There's rumors that they're finally going to induct the Steiners into the Hall of Fame, which I think is hilarious because Scott Steiner has done nothing but shit on the WWE Hall of Fame very publicly. Very publicly. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just stop with the stupid names. I mean, please. Like I said, if. I hate to say it, but like I said, if you if you got to be so stupid with these things, give me a stupid storyline to go with it. Like I've even kind of learned to tolerate the shortening of names. Like Shotzi Blackout is now just Shotzi, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, shooting, shooting him, Dune, done. This is done. No, that sounds stupid. Does that sound any worse than Butch though? No. I would rather be done than Butch. Oh, yeah, because you're done. <clears throat> oh, there you go. See, I just worked it into a thing. Now you're, yeah. now you're fucking catchphrase. What the fuck? Why is it we spitball for five minutes and we make more <laughs> fucking sense? Can we get on in these meetings, please? Like, come on. I'm not um, that expensive. Hell, I'll do it for free. I just need four grand a month. Actually, no, I won't. If, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly. 
Um, meanwhile, back in AEW, um, William Regal on commentary is amazing. William Regal bitch slapping people and smiling is amazing. Um, William Regal <laughs> standing side by side with Danielson and Moxley is amazing. William Regal is amazing. William Regal is amazing, plain and um, simple. <laughs> he's been a breath of fresh air. And I, I love his description of Danhausen uh, to Excalibur. Um, pray tell, masked man, who is this demon waif? <laughs> he's like, oh, that's Danhausen, and he's a little bit nice, and he's a little bit evil. All right. All right. <laughs> William Regal is has literally been... I don't want to say like the thing we've been missing. He's but he's absolutely the thing we've been wanting. Yeah. Where he's just he is the arrogant coach who is there to push his guys. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. If he likes you, he'll slap you. But then he needs to know how fucking tough are you really? Cuz that's the whole thing that they're brewing right now. He slapped the dog shit at a Wheeler Yuta. Slapped the dog shit out of him. And I'm like, please get him a part of the group. I really, really like what Wheeler Eater does. He's very good. I need him with this group. And he slaps him. He tells him, fuck out of here. Let go. (laughs) You need to prove yourself. Yeah. This is the thing that Regal is doing. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Then you need to prove yourself. You're a smart young mind, sunshine. Don't do anything stupid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He done knows a little something about it. Ah, oh, this so good. I love, just love how like Regal did flinch just a twitch mm-hmm. um, after he slapped him and you would have gotten his face. And then like all of a sudden Danielson's like pops into the frame. Yeah, and Danielson's like, go ahead, hit him, hit him. See what happens. Do it. Come <laughs> on, do it. And Mark is just like right at the back going, please, somebody start some shit. Right. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love this team. I love everything about it. What's not to fucking love, man? Oh. Didn't, I think he renamed um, Yuda and Danhausen and Orange Cassidy's the waif, the, the, the stray waifs or something. Something like that. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> paying too much attention to him. He blends in so well on commentary that it was, it was just so natural. Yeah, he's so interesting. Can we have a regal on commentary for every Danielson Mox match, please? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And then he just comes absolutely. in at the end of the match and slaps the opponent. S- slaps the guy I like. Yeah. There let's you go. do it. Uh, as for JAS, I, oh, I yes. still hate the name so much. Like, it's... Inner Circle 2.0 is literally screaming at you. It's right there. Come on. No. You can't. Two of your members were called 2.0. Oh, yeah. It's the second version of Inner Circle. It's. Come on. Come on. But, Nevertheless, um, it's pretty genius overall. Um, how do you get major heat in any wrestling company besides WWE? You call yourself a sports entertainer. The booze rain down. And the fuck, and the thing that makes this all worse is literally four minutes before every single person was singing that song. Yeah. And oh, is it Matt? I think it's Matt Lee. Yeah. He grabs the mic and. Every time he, he, anytime that guy says anything, I just start yelling, you want to take a swing at me? <laughs> Every time. Because it's just like the foot, like, I, I, again, and I will be the guy that will gladly raise his hand and say, I shat all over them in NXT, and they're fucking awesome now. I don't want to say fucking awesome. They're over with me. Let's go with that. They're over with me, but I also blame BTE. But they're all, but they're over with me. 
for everybody that's watched Cobra Kai, Matt Lee is literally cousin Louie. Hundred thousand percent. Oh my god, I did not even freaking put those together. Oh wow, it's yo, consider this a message from Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, but uh so he shits on the fans and says that you know you gotta love this. The only reason you could sing this is because of him. You already know Jericho it's, when Jericho changes his look, you know he's changing personas that's the yeah. one great thing about jericho he loves to give the subtle hints the subtle things you know when his hair is a little bit different and his stance is a little bit different he's a little more trim his clothes are a little more flashy he's a heel granted this heel to me sucks i hate it but then again i'm supposed to hate it he's a fucking sports entertainer that was the thing that killed me he's like you know we're not pro wrestlers we're better than that and i'm like oh fuck you're gonna say it aren't you and sure shit He's like, I'm a sports entertainer, and that pisses off Danny Garcia. And he's like, How d- what? I'm a, well, I'm a sports entertainer too. And I'm like, you <laughs> sons of bitches, you sons of bitches. And the and the final line, we're just we're here to beat up pro wrestlers. But the funniest line <sighs> was Jericho saying, "We're we're all going to use our real names now." So we oh, got Jake Hager, right. Danny Garcia, Chris Jericho. <sighs> Wait, what? Your name's Chris Irvin. Oh, yeah, your name's Chris <laughs> Irvin. Like, yeah, we know, dude. And then apparently, fucking, yeah, now they're not Matt Lee and, and uh, Jeff Parker anymore. I forget what the fuck their weird names are now. Oh, yeah, Matt. Matt's like a, he's a M.M. something. Something, something or another. But it was hilarious how he even name-dropped Kevin. He's like, yeah, I got a phone yeah. call from my buddy Kevin. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, the guy fucking signed. And he's he's obviously wanted. Why in the, I mean, I, I get it. Like, your kid's in, like, fucking middle school, bro. Like, you want to make money and you don't want to bleed everywhere. I dig it. But come on, bro. I mean, if there's any dude in the E right now that I wanted to go over so fucking bad, it's him. Yeah, because, it's like, him. he was on the, ver- he was in a title picture at the time when he, when mm-hmm. his contract was up. Yeah. Um, he re-signed the contract, and okay, he's got a little bit of a spot with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. But other than that, he's back to where he was before. Mm-hmm. Upper mid card at best, which yeah. is bullshit. Like I'm not saying he's he could have gone to AEW and instantly been a world champion, but at least he could have been like in a main feud. He would. Let me put it to you like this: he him going over would be. I don't want to say on the same. It would be on the same level as when Mox went over. I don't want to yeah. say like when Punk and B Dry went over, but he's definitely on the same level as like when Mox went over. So I could absolutely see him show up, be like the comedy nerd about you know the 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 over loud. This is Mount Rushmore guy, and then turn into the serious Mister Wrestler again, you know, and competing. I mean, granted, he will, probably won't wear the fucking singlet, but. You know, go back yeah. to kicking ass. Um, as far as Punk goes, I guess that ties into this next bit. The TNT title match went just how we expected. Uh, oh, yeah. MJF cost him Wardlow the title, getting some revenge. But I was very surprised that Punk didn't come out to help Wardlow. I don't know why I expected it. Um, I, kinda I guess just like returning the favor. But I'm at, my only explanation is I guess he's completely done with the MJF feud now. And this is between MJF and Wardlow. 
Um, but it was surprising that Punk wasn't on the show at all. Yeah, no, um, I don't want to say I was surprised at it. You know what I mean? This is one of those things where it's, you know, you got to give other people some time. Sometimes you sure. can't have the biggest stars on all the time. But, you know, you bring that up, and I, I never really thought about Punk making the save. But now I don't hate the idea. I actually kind of like the idea. But I think you got to build to it a little better. You know what I mean? I We already knew MJF was going to fuck this guy over. I didn't think Sean Spears was going to come down and be the assisting but it makes perfect sense. But still, this is it's. So, I mean, if he, if MJF is, I mean, if MJF, if Punk is done with MJF, then he's done. Then it is what it is. We'll absolutely have to get somebody new to even the odds with Wardlow, which would be something would, would be interesting. I can only imagine a handful of people. Actually, I can't imagine anybody. Probably somebody from the outside. Now that I really think about it, maybe like an Ishii or something cool. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's like it's it's it's. It's I. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens. Um, I will say this about the segment though. There was there was some wicked chair shots from Spears. Yeah, that guy needs to slow the fuck down. I don't know. I mean, they were pretty good this week. Like, there was good technique. They looked vicious. I say they... slow down because that's he just he he has too much goddamn fun swinging that chair. That some bitch. <laughs> he kills me though. Um. But yeah, he fucking murdered Wardlow. Wardlow got his hands up. But it was, I'm like, thank God, because Jesus Christ of that thing coming in hot. Yeah, and I love how JR always covers it with, he tried to get his hands up. Yep, that's good. <laughs> tried. Um, Tell him, it, Ross. It did, a, it did a good job of gaining the sympathy for Wardlow, even though he's over anyway. Like um, I said Wardlow was going to be a great babyface when he turned, and he did, and he his. But uh, this should be good between him and MJF. I'm just really curious now, like I said, to see what Punk does next. Yeah, I mean, maybe he goes after Hangman. Maybe he makes a world title run. I'm just like, because there's, because who else is there? You know what I mean? I feel like if they really want to keep Hangman as champ for right now, he's got to get a rub from somebody. And that rub, there's no better rub to get right now than a Punk rub. I mean, there is a feud brewing, I think, between Jericho's sports entertainers and Regal's pro wrestlers. Which, That'd be cool. You know, the Ryan's on the wall for that one. I, I would love to see Punk show up and team with Danielson and Mox with fucking Regal in the corner, too. Jeez. See, now that is a boyhood dream. Right. That is a boyhood dream. That's Something a pro like wrestlers that would... team right there. Oh my lord! See now that's that's great. I like that 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 allows Punk to be in a meaningful feud, but he's not overpowering and overtaking something too crazy. Yeah. But then, then that leaves open the question: Who on the roster would be next? What heel do you have to come back and compete with Hangman, who can lose and not get and, and not bury him? Because I mean, I mean, if you want somebody to come in and win, you bring in Miro. Plain and simple. Miro's yeah, your guy. Where the fuck is Miro? I thought he was cleared now. I thought so, too. Um, I'm not too sure what the deal is. I do know that fucking Brian Cage actually has a set date. He's coming back. Ooh. I did not know. I guess he got re-signed. He still has a, a year contract with AEW. So he'll be back. He just, he, they, another guy. They've had nothing for him. Yeah. Um, this happens when you have a bloated roster. Does it suck to have a bloated roster? 
yeah, did you sign too many fucking nobodies from the E? Um, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm hoping this Hardy thing is is short-lived. Shouldn't be any longer than about a year and a half at the most. Mm. You know what I mean? Let him go up against, you know, FTR, against the Bucks. You know, get get your tag team feuds out of the way. And bye-bye. Because honestly, Jeff looked like shit tonight. Eh, I mean... They were they're, they're still over as fuck. Everybody still pops for Jeff. Um, Blame nostalgia. There was there was a spot where Jeff uh, apparently seemed to call an audible when he was going for the swanton and changed to a splash because Cassidy was too close to the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it, their in ring AEW debut as a tag team was was just that. It was for nostalgia. Absolute nostalgia, the fucking swanton that he hit, he fucking just squashed. Fucking squashed poor. I think it was, uh, yeah. was it Cassidy? But the one he hit last week was beautiful. Yeah, I don't understand. He second-guessed himself, honestly. Maybe, from maybe. The looks, like, he didn't, he was like, all right, the, he thought the kid was closer than he was, is what it is. Because he's, you could see the rotation work, and then he just fucking like a sack of potatoes. Bam, straight down. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, your whole ass just lands on this kid. Fucking pancake the poor fucking guy. I was like, I hope you pay for at least a couple of his drinks. I mean, shit. <laughs> Help me out, brother. Oh, man, I cringe every time Jeff does the pancakes once on. Like, you, you, yeah. you're clearly still capable of doing the nice, beautiful swan rotation. Just, I know it's a little bit more dangerous because he flips it like the last possible second, but it looks better. And it well, obviously I mean, feels better for the opponents. I was going to say, it because it takes less off the opponent and it hits more on him because he takes a lot of it onto his hips when he lands. That's yeah. the thing. I'm sure he's tired of taking that fucking bump. But it doesn't mean you need to squash fucking people. <laughs> Maybe just do a regular old senton. It doesn't need to look as cool, dude. Yeah, but I, I guess synonymous with a swanton. Yeah. Um, and finally, the cage match, just like their lights out match got very ugly, very quick. Yeah, poor girls. They're in there working so hard. Uh, I called Britt Baker. She said, I, I, I said out loud on the TSK, so she had the, uh, the uh, Brian Alvarez effect. And everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Brian Alvarez has this story about when he had a match with Buddy Wayne and he was supposed to gig. Well, he had the gig in his hand and he goes, shh, shh, shh. And he does, you know, one good time. And... You know, he thinks he's—he thinks maybe, you know, it's time to fucking bleed. He could feel all the sweat on his forehead, but he thought it was blood. And, you know, Buddy's working him over. And he's like, dude, you don't got no blood. You got to do it again. So he was like, what the fuck? So he goes, slices the shit out of his forehead. And But here's the worst part. I can feel it. Here's the worst part. No blood. Hey, you ever just fucking scratch the shit out of your forehead for fucking nothing? Same thing happened to Britt Baker. Her first fucking gig, she like barely did it. There's like a couple of scratches and like this little trickle of blood. And Thunder Rosa has to fucking just work her ass over to get this thing to fucking bleed, poor girl. I'm like, man. But she was running like a damn faucet. That fucking entrance was awesome. The all-female mariachi band. Yeah. It, no disrespect to them ladies, but only the one girl on the end with the violin. She the only one that looked like a fan. She was hype, boy. She was hype. The rest of them were like, all right, can we go now? I'm tired. I got to cook some dinner. 
You know what I mean? She's like, fuck that, go for ass. And I'm like, all right, here we like, go, baby. I don't like this wrestling stuff. I don't like the wrestling nonsense. But it was good. Um, you think it was they better had than some... the Lights Out match? No. No, by oh, no yeah. means. Not not at all. But apparently they have some real heat with each other. At least that's the yeah, story right that. now. There was, like, Britt was not selling. I don't know what the fuck her deal is right now. Maybe Maybe she is having beef with her. But it was like she was no, she no sell that bump she took on the fucking like chair nonsense where her fucking back just went. Ah, it was gnarly looking. She knows she's fucking was up nine seconds later, 10 seconds later. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You can't sell that a little bit. She gets knocked into the thumbtacks. She's not selling that. And I'm like, what is the deal? Fucking whamming fucking Thunder Rosa with a chair. And I'm like, you're no like you're really no selling a lot of shit right now. Like I, you know, this heat thing is making me think that this is fucking for real. Y'all really do got heat with each other. Could so, also I mean, be maybe it, it was a little bit of time constraint because it was a TV match, not a pay per view match. I can think of that too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it is what it is. They brought the thumbtacks in. Thunder Rosa gets the win. The right person won. It just you can tell that chemistry's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and I will say that these thumbtacks. This is again. Remember, I've I've said that it's time to critique thumbtacks. You're overdone, especially in AEW right now. Anybody that has any kind of a hardcore match is pulling out thumbtacks. If you as, want um, to make this thing any more kind of relevant as a use, you need to start making it wacky. Somebody yeah. needs to bring in the Legos. As Jr. said again, why do we need thumbtacks? The truth, like, there's no point yeah. of this shit. Yeah, I don't like contacts. Who the fuck would? Um, but yeah, absolutely right. Person one, it was time for Rosa. Um, I mean, it was pretty clear she was going to win anyway. Yeah. Um, it was a very nice touch with Dustin coming out. Very unexpected. Super unexpected. But you, I mean, you could also tell it meant a lot to her because this has been building for like literally 364 days because it was. A year ago today, they had the lights out match. Yes, sir. It's um, awesome, though. I mean, that's the great thing about AEW. Uh, they are willing to put an end to a story, and they're willing to make you wait for it. Yeah, they because they ain't rushing it to free fucking pay per views a month. No, because there's no point of rushing a meaningful story. No, long term storytelling. Um, overall, I mean. Good episode. There was a lot of things set up for the future. Um, oh, yeah. And, of course, this was a conclusion to a long-term story, so it's looking looking good. Looking so good. we now go towards Double or Nothing in May. Yes, sir. Um, the right. TSK will be represented in Vegas, by the by. You all go as to of, Double or Nothing? I'm not going to Double There's not a, There's not a for sure. But as of right now, <laughs> I'm not going to Double or Nothing um harold his beautiful wife brianna and probably paulette should be going there's a possibility emir and teddy are going um but for sure tsk is going hella strong when dynamite comes to the la forum in june we're gonna go to that one that one's gonna be intriguing we're gonna vlog the shit out of it i'm somehow and i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna do this i'm somehow gonna take that wednesday thursday off enjoy myself going to dynamite and then what i'm going to do after that is somehow figure out how to one 
to afford another ticket to go to the Ontario show for for Rampage and figure out how to fucking get into L.A. after getting out, getting to L.A. on less than two hours of traffic. But then again, the show doesn't start till seven. So. <laughs> Crazy ah. shit. All right. Um, you have hinted at it. So let's find out who this week's Geek of the Week is. Play the music. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. All right, so my rest, my geeks, I'm supposed to say wrestler of the week. My geeks of the week, because there's going to be a bunch of them. Shockingly, they're not pros. Shockingly, they're not on your television set. However, you've seen them all the time. And I'm talking about half, and I do mean a good chunk of half, of these fucking wrestling community TikTok nerds. Some of you fucking idiots out here are dumber than fucking painted rocks on the side of the fucking road, okay? You make no fucking sense. There are dudes out there that are bitching about Ring of Honor being bought for $44 million, $44 $44 million gets you a, li- a tape library that goes back to fucking, I think, 2002? Yeah. Okay, thank you. goes back to fucking 2002. Will more than likely include a full tape library of PWG and a full library of AEW. For $44 million, that is the investment he made. He could turn around and sell all three of those ent- integers, those uh, entities, as I should say, to a streaming site, aka HBO Max, that is a two hundred thousand dollar profit, profit because he paid forty four million for it, right? Guarantee you, fucking HBO Max would pay two fifty, two fifty for the whole thing. Again, if you include AEW, Ring of Honor, and PWG because it is owned, I don't know if it's owned by AEW, but it's Excalibur's. And if you're telling me they're not going to work out a small fucking deal, you're full of shit. And then imagine any of the other small promotions that would want to join in. A PCW Ultra, maybe. You know, maybe they could strike a deal with an NWA. You know, maybe they strike a deal with Impact. Well, maybe not Impact. Impact has their own streaming site. You know, but there are other promotions out there that they could strike a deal with and get on there and be that gigantic hitter. People think that there's no way HBO Max is going to pay that much. Do you not know how much Peacock pays for the WWE Network's bullshit? Somewhere around like $350 million, if I'm not mistaken. And that's just because they just re... They're going to... Or no, hold on. I'm sorry. I think it's two fifty right now. But they're going to have to buy it again. I think it's next year. And it's going to cost more. Yeah. So, again, if you think... And that's, oh, well, they've been around forever. And the content is more... And the, 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 the. Who's got the bigger fan base right now? WWE. Who's got the more... In demand fan base Who's making big pay-per-view money AEW Who's got the guys who are clamoring For a fucking streaming service The AEW fans The guys that are willing to watch The Ring of Honor The PWGs The PC, you know, the PCWs The fucking GCW shows You know what I mean We're willing to watch these indie shows And he's gonna fucking put a library up on there So this $44 million investment is a drop in the hat for what is to come and be gigantic profits. And people are like, oh, it's going to take three, four years. Baby, it's a one phone call away. It's a phone call away. He can make the money today. He can make it tomorrow. He can make it on Saturday. 
He can make it at the beach. He can make it while doing a couple lines of coke. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he can make it whenever. So y'all got to shut the fuck up on that. That and then lastly, I have to tie into it. I this guy has been getting fucking ripped apart. I'm not gonna say your fucking name. Um I just gotta say that this fucking racism shit, you cannot I, I don't give a fuck who you don't like. You don't you you don't wanna like any any of the black superstars, you don't like Big E, you don't like Bianca Belair, you don't like Sasha Banks, you don't like Scorpio Sky, I don't care. You don't like none of the white wrestlers, I don't care. You don't like none of the Mets. I don't care. But don't make it about this. It ain't about this. You don't like what they do? Then don't like what they do. Don't like their gimmick. Don't like their style. Don't like that. Don't call people photo negative. Don't make anything about professional wrestling racist. Because that's that fucking bullshit. That's that toxicity that is killing this community from the inside out. It's We need to, like, if you, I don't give a shit who you like and who you don't like. Because that is your own personal opinion, and that personal opinion can change on a daily basis. But the way you feel about a person's skin tone, if that's going to affect how you like their wrestling, then maybe you need to not watch this shit. You know what I mean? It's just, it's one of these things. I'm seeing these too many dudes, oh, I put my foot in my mouth. Bro, you don't just say that kind of shit. That's not, that is one of them things where it is in you, and you when you get this platform, that's what you say? And then you come back with an apology that's more half-assed than anything I've ever heard in my life. And I've been watching fucking wrestling for years. I've seen plenty of half-assed apologies. It's just, it's... With that kind of mentality, why would you choose to watch something as multicultural as pro wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the craziest part, dude. I mean, that's, that, that's the thing it's, it's, and like I said, it's fucking disturbing and it, and it's sad. Like I said, you can, I don't, you can like who you don't want to like. That's fine. That is fine. But don't make it about their fucking skin tone. I fucking hate Matt Hardy and it ain't cause he's a white guy. <laughs> it's cause he sucks and he's overdone and Jeff is just like him. And I have my reasons for not liking people. And if you don't agree with that, then, Hey, let's have it out. Let's talk it out. Maybe I can see some of yours. I can see some of mine, but if I fucking walk up and say, oh, I'm sick and tired of fucking these goddamn white fellas taking over this professional wrestling, that makes me look stupid. And that's not the thing. I don't, I, I don't give a fuck what color you are. Hell, fucking, what color is goddamn uh, Batista when he goes into the Drax mode? What is he, like, gray? You could be fucking gray for all I give a shit. Purple. He's, I think he's supposed to be blue. I think he is supposed to be blue. In, in the comics, I think he's blue, but in the movies, he's gray. <laughs> right? I think it's supposed to say his goddamn comic books ruining people. I think they didn't want to make him blue because Gamora's green. And it was like, I was gonna, we got too much color. I got too much RGB going on here. <laughs> um. All right, then. Let's get to the rest of it. So Geek of the Week is Tick Knock Nerds. Now let's get to the rest of the week. I'm going to make it short and sweet because it's very easy this week based on last night's main event and finally winning the gold. This week's rest of the week is Fonda Rosa. Yes, sir. For, For obvious reasons. Um, I mean that that girl goes out and kills herself in every fucking main event match. Every single one of them, dude. Every single um, one. So congratulations, Thunder Rosa, once again on becoming the 
AEW Women's World Champion. I I kind of like to think that they changed the belt design to suit her because it is a very, you know, Mexican promotion type design. The new yeah, women's title. It is definitely a a vintage looking belt. Mm, I which like is it. just it's it honestly, it's my favorite looking belt, period, right now. That thing is gorgeous. I found it kind of funny though how Britt came out wearing the belt. And they, the f- they still had the old belt design on her Tron. <laughs> Bro, the graphic change is not that hard. Okay. I'm a, again, a guy who's in coding school, shit is not that hard. A guy who doesn't even code and still does graphics, it's not that hard. But still, <laughs> they guess they, they couldn't be bothered doing it for one week. Um, nah. Well, then, your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and at the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. Once again, the website is maxwrestling.net. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So let's keep it mad funky. Last week, I kind of explained that there's a possibility that some of these podcasts that I do are going to go on a hiatus. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. There's a big, there's a lot of things going on. I don't want to stop. I don't want to quit. Uh, all that fun stuff. But we're going we're gonna to see how this thing goes. Right now, there is a retro that unfortunately is corrupted in audio files. I'm in the process of fixing that once it comes out. Uh, maybe it comes out. Maybe I re-record it. We'll figure that thing out. Bolt Rant is something that isn't going to be on hold for much longer. My Most of my focus was on the draft, and the draft is coming up. So a lot of things are going to be coming from that. Um, but other than that, I spend literally the majority of my time right now on TikTok dealing with most of these fucking nerds. If you want a dude who is literally, I don't want to say in the proper state of mind, but let's go with that. In the proper state of mind to deal with these fun TikTok questions, I am your man. Make sure you're checking out Max Wrestling UK on TikTok. Hit the follow, like some videos. If you want, I answer questions. There's a Q&A section on there. You get on that Q&A section. We have... A couple of other things that I've been putting up there, mainly like I did a, a little small talk about with um, the whole Scott Hall thing and how all that went down. Got a little over 2,000 on that one. We did when the AEW pay-per-view was up. Those got a little over nine. You got a real reaction. That's the other thing you'll get from me, real reactions. I'm not some nerd. I'm not some plant. This is very, very real. So, again, Max Wrestling UK on TikTok. <laughs> right. Thanks. Uh, and with that said, join us next week for the Go Home Show to Promo Mania. And it's also Max Wrestling's seventh anniversary, baby. Seven. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. And remember, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Goodbye. And good night. Bang. Rest in paradise, Chico. <laughs>